0: Super Slack Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Super Slack Podcast. Uh, today we are on episode seventy-six. Uh, we have some pretty heavy and important topics to talk about today. Yes. Uh, I mean, not, not all of them are, but uh, a couple of more. Yes, 100%. Uh, yeah. So
1: yeah. Uh, <laughs> First, we start off with uh, the overall Oscars uh, winners and. I don't know if we really go into too many
0: of the... Well, what do you call them? Losers? <laughs>
1: uh, uh, sure, we'll call them losers. I was going to say <laughs> candidates. Candidates or uh, nominees.
0: Yeah, some snugs um, and whatnot, what have you. Yes, and the next... Uh, we have the, uh, the slap herd around the world. It, it, it was. It, it is Good. all
1: I've heard about for the last, like, 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a pretty big deal. Yeah, it is. No, we've never seen shit like this before. Yes, and then we move on to a special release deleted scene from a film that we were uh, extra moist about.
0: Yeah, extra moist about. Uh, yeah. Like like soggy, you know, soggy. Soggy bread. <laughs> uh, and then uh,
1: Damien said he had a special announcement, but he pulled it back at the last moment. So yeah. That is what it is. We will see you guys in a moment.
0: Commercials had fucking, like, Australian guy fucking narrating it. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. so yeah, I used to think the Subarus were Australian. They were Australian? Buy yourself a Subaru hatchback. A Subaru, uh, Subaru... (laughs) Go buy yourself a Subaru, uh, fucking, uh... What did they fucking make? Go buy yourself a... (laughs) Go buy yourself a Subaru Forest... No, 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 I almost did a Boston accent. Rest- no. <laughs> I can't do it. Uh, Outback. Super Rule Yeah, go buy yourself a. Su- <laughs> Alright. I'm stuck in the Italian mobster voice. <laughs> I thought you were fucking Australian, bro. I can't do it. Let's go fucking slap some. Sl- <laughs> <laughs> <With stress. laughs> what? going to do it with like a Boston accent. <laughs> I know,
1: it's odd. <laughs> oh my god. It's fucking odd. <laughs> <laughs> it's so odd to not.
0: It's so hard not to fucking you know talk in a Boston accent anymore.
1: Oh, I remember I went out to uh, when I was working like when I first started at waste management. I went. <laughs> they flew us out to Florida for uh, training. Florida, yeah. And there was these two dudes from Boston that were like best fucking friends. Nice. And I was uh, I was fairly drunk one night, <laughs> and I was walking to like go take a piss, and it was like right next to the pool area. You had like there was like a lock gate you have to go through. Yeah. And I didn't pay attention to the dude like fucking. 10 paces behind me and I closed the gate and he started fucking going off on me in his Boston accent. <laughs> He's like, what the fuck you doing, dickhead? I'm right behind you. I'm like, I'm sorry. I don't know what to do right <laughs> now. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to get fired for getting into a fight with this fucking asshole for no reason.
0: Damn. Oh, man. <sighs> fucking, uh, you know, throw some shrimp on the bobby.
1: <laughs> That's was, that was what I was trying to get out of my mouth, did but you I know, just couldn't do it.
0: Did you know Keith Urban is Australian? Did you? How did you not know that? I mean, I just found out, okay. and like, what the fuck does he know about fucking you know the West?
1: I mean, as much as his wife does.
0: I know. I was just trying to reference Sam Elliott. <laughs> <laughs> Keith Urban. He has that song "Your Body Is a Wonderland."
1: No. Your body is a wonderland. That is one hundred percent John Mayer. Oh shit! <laughs> Who is the Who is the guy that sings "You're Beautiful"? James
0: Blunt oh, okay. <laughs>
1: You're beautiful, it's true. It's all it's all on your face. face. in a crowded place. My, my favorite part of that song is and I was fucking high and I, <laughs> yeah, says. yeah. Well, the edited version is I was flying high. If you oh. go listen to the unedited version, it's I was fucking high. <laughs> <laughs> um Damn dude. How was your week been?
0: You learned something. Every day, occasionally. Um, yeah, depends on who you hang out with. Dude, yeah, dude. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How have you been the last two weeks? Uh, you know, I've been all right. <laughs> <laughs> I've been all right, but I. Yeah. No, but I've been all right. Um. <laughs> it's, been, it's been a couple of weeks. Um. You know. Yes. Uh, you know, as you go on in life, you find you realize that. You know, you, you as you go on in life, you you find that your weeks kind of just blend into each other. Yes, and you know, there's not much that really goes on. Uh, feel like does I, that describe? I feel like I should that call that,
1: uh, you Donnie. Donnie, <laughs> like every time you throw on that accent, I feel like I'm talking to like Donnie Wahlberg.
0: It's kind of funny because they call my brother Donnie. This is his Donovan. nickname Donovan. Yeah. yeah, makes sense. They call him Donnie, but you know, but yeah, yeah, you know, my you,
1: you don't have like a
0: a nickname, yeah, you know, other than Dame. Um when I worked at American Furniture, they all my friends called me El Japo. Japanese and, and the Ja yeah. yeah, These are my Mexican friends too. I was, like, me, yeah. I was gonna
1: say that's not racist, but yeah, hey, so it's not they that call racist.
0: me El Japo. That was my nickname. But yeah, I don't have I don't have a nickname other than that. D. Steven calls me D.
1: So like the basic shit, like D The basic Dame. shit,
0: you know, I never got anything special. Oh uh, <laughs> never. You oh, know, fuck. so but yeah, uh yeah, the past couple of weeks have been fairly busy, fairly monotonous, fairly trivial, fairly um I'm trying to think of big words, fairly thesaurus. That way I don't have to say specific words, you can just you just, <laughs> just read the whole <laughs> fucking thesaurus. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. But yeah, no, yes, yeah, so it's yeah, it's alright. What about you? How's your week? Aunt or Tony
1: Tony! I got amp more than Tony. Hey, Tony, how's your <laughs> fucking week? <laughs> and now you go back to the Italian. Um, I know. I love
0: doing it. It's fantastic. It's fun.
1: It is fun. Yeah. Um, I, I do accents a lot when I'm not on camera. <laughs> <laughs> when you're by yourself? I have a harder time when I'm actually on the spot. And I, I, I feel like Ricky Bobby. I just don't know what to do with my hands.
0: You ever do some shit when you're by yourself and you make yourself laugh, and after you laugh, you sit for a second, and then you start crying?
1: <laughs> I mean, not... The only time I cry is when I watch films. I don't cry at real life events for some uh, reason.
0: Yeah, I heard you cried on Jackass Forever. No. No? No. no.
1: <laughs> what was it? Me and my wife were watching uh, Bel Air. Oh, yeah. 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 It, it was basically like almost like a one-for-one scene of the Will Smith and uh, Uncle Phil scene, like where he his dad leaves and shit. Why'd you leave me, man? Uh,
0: yeah, did you cry one. because you were high? Or did you it was cry because I was high. It was, oh, okay. yeah. It was very nice.
1: Because uh, the old, the last time I cried and I wasn't high watching a film was Spider Man. You didn't cry for the Batman. Oh no, I was just pure ecstasy. Really? i, I teared just, up. I mean, like I welled a few up. Times. But I'm saying, like, yeah. actually have oh, a like, tear cry, cry. roll down my yeah. face. Like even I count one tear rolling down my face as crying.
0: Okay, but yeah, I cry. I, I was actually a mess uh, for Spider Man the first time I oh, saw yeah. it,
1: and it was specifically like it wasn't when i'm not i don't even care it wasn't when aunt may died really it was i cried then no it was literally the moment that i saw andrew garfield silhouette because i was like you know what
0: i yeah i did too i wasn't expecting to cry for andrew garfield yeah but i fucking did like a lot it was (laughs)
1: more so honestly than the toby spot really yeah like I, i was happy for the toby spot i was excited but like I, like And we've talked about this. They should have separated those and made you think like, oh, like it's not coming. I understood why they needed to do it right then. Yeah. But I was just like, it was almost like too much all at once where I was like just getting over the excitement of Andrew Garfield to where like it wasn't as high of a jump from like, oh, like they're just doing some random dialogue to holy shit, here's Andrew Garfield and then start waning down and then holy shit, here's Toby. So you're like yeah. going up to almost the same level. It's just not from the same starting point so it's not as impactful I right
0: think. and i do understand why they <clears throat> showed uh andrew garfield first oh yeah because you don't want to like show toby first because toby's the the guy yeah
1: absolutely um, i mean yeah I, I i still have a very <clears throat> fond place like in for in my heart for all three versions of spider-man but like, yeah there's something about the andrew garfield one just i think it's nostalgic because he didn't get to finish
0: there's no closure for yeah. sure so. so I
1: think that's why that and
0: I think that's what this was. It was closure.
1: Yeah. And it randomly made it to where we probably are not. We're going to get another version of closure here in like three years. <laughs> so yeah, we'll see. Yep. Um
0: <clears throat> But yeah,
1: some interesting yeah. stuff has been happening to you. So, uh, no, just in general. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, I guess. So I, my week, I forgot to answer, yeah. <laughs> has been, or my last two weeks have been interesting just working at the liquor store and doing a bunch of tastings at liquor store and that's about it honestly just playing video games hanging out with wife and kids and crying watching a stupid tv show yeah um other than that i mean nothing too crazy okay finally starting to get back into the gym i don't know what it was about this last month i just couldn't get the energy up to do it wild
0: dude i've been going well four months now
1: damn well it was it, as soon as my schedule started changing to nights, yeah. it became immediately harder because I don't right. get out of work on my early days until eight and on Friday and Saturday till eleven. So it's like the gym isn't open twenty if the gym was open twenty four hours, it wouldn't be a big deal. Right.
0: But they close like at little eleven or something. Uh, midnight. Oh midnight? Yeah. Okay.
1: Uh, and then they open at four.
0: So close to four hours? Yeah.
1: I'm like when it just it they open? used to be twenty four. Yeah and then covid hit and a lot of gyms rolled their hours back i don't even know if 24 hour fitness is 24 hours anymore
0: yeah they're like 23 hour fitness. i
1: think they're like 18 hour fitness. <laughs> um i mean i don't know though because i don't go there yeah if, if it's in your name you really shouldn't scale back your hours we'll see yeah uh frauds yes indeed fraud i'm suing
0: it's the biggest fraud of all time Well, urban, urban Meyer is the biggest fraud of all time can you please elaborate Irvin Meyer, the coach for the Jaguars last year, he was a college coach who was very successful, and he came to the pros last year with the Jaguars and completely fucked them over. He kicked his kicker Wait, uh, what? during practice. He kicked his kicker. Where? Uh, what? Do you mean
1: like where
0: did show me on the doll where he touched you? Oh, like he the kicker was like warming up, like stretching his shit, and my came and kicked him and called him something to because his motivation or his, I guess is like intimidation, even though it doesn't work with grown men. Uh, probably doesn't work in college either, but I'm sure he does it. But, um, and then he called NFL scouts lazy and then he, week four, I think it was, the Jaguars lost in Ohio uh, when they were playing the, was either the Bengals or the Browns? I forget which one. But, uh, instead of going on the team, playing back to Florida with the team, mm-hmm. he stayed in Ohio cause he has like a bar down there and there's videos of him and a chick's grinding on him and shit. So he got flamed for that, um, and then apparently into the season he didn't know who Aaron Donald was. I don't know who Aaron Donald. Is. Oh, Aaron Donald—he's the defensive tackle for the Rams. He's like one of the, oh, okay. probably the best defensive <clears throat> player in the league. Um, he said, "Who's this '99 guy?" I hear, I'm hearing he might be a problem for us. So he had no idea who Aaron <laughs> Donald was, but he's calling NFL scouts lazy. Yeah, I was and, gonna say. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. So he just like accumulation of a whole bunch of shit, and he finally got fired. Like not even after a whole season, he got fired mid-season.
1: See. I have a weirdly fond place in my heart for the Jaguars. If I had to have, a, like, a second favorite team, it would probably be the Jaguars. Really? Why? I, it's literally just because of uh, <clears throat> the owners.
0: Oh, uh, Sean Khan. Con- yeah, because the
1: wrestling. Yeah, because yeah. Tony Conn, Sean Con's, uh son, yeah, owns AEW, and a lot of their shows were actually done inside of, like, Jacksonville Jaguars Stadium and shit like that, so it was like... It's kind of cool, like especially to see like, it was, WWE has become so. I'm tr- I'm trying to think of the right word, just washed down basically. Yeah, that it's interesting to actually see them have like a viable competition instead of like for the last twenty years we've had TNA and ROH that n- one had a TV contract that was decent, but it never did enough to like actually like make WWE scared of anything right so like it's it's cool that like it's actually making them sort of raise their game even though they still are dicking around yeah um it did make them actually release a halfway decent video game this time though wow I was surprised I kind of heard about it it's still like almost I don't know it's boring just playing the same shit over and over again though it it just reminds me of the old stuff but a lot better uh engine and I mean, the graphics haven't really improved that much, though. Okay.
0: That's interesting. Um, I, do, I don't know if I have a second favorite NFL team. I never thought about it.
1: Literally, it's the only other one. And then, I was always a really big... When we weren't playing them, I was always a fairly decent fan of the Seahawks.
0: Okay. And um, it was right around the time Wilson came in. I guess if there is a team I low-key like root for, if I want to I wanna see them do good, it's probably the Jets. Okay. But... You know, I don't know if that will ever work out because they're yeah. all ass.
1: I mean, I, I, I don't know. Like, Broncos are obviously going to always be my number one. Yeah. But here and there, like, if I'm watching, like, a decent matchup, I'll try to find someone to root for. It's 99 times out of 100 not the Patriots or the Raiders, though. So. Huh. Yeah. Every now and then something will happen where I'm like, yeah, they they deserve it. So. Yeah,
0: Raiders going to Super Bowl this year.
1: I swear to god if Book that it. happens if that does happen and if so good for them but at that point I'm saying the NFL is fucking rigged. What do you mean? Only because of the fact that would make it three Super Bowls in a row that the home team won.
0: Well actually the Super Bowls biggest next season.
1: I thought it was 2023. 24. Okay.
0: Yeah. So yeah uh, so we don't go to the Super Bowl this year. We go to the Super Bowl next year. Or I, this year too. I fucking hate, two years in a row. Let's I do it. I hate that idea.
1: Like I just... It, it makes you be like, oh, okay. I feel like I know who's going to the Super Bowl this year.
0: If like, there was ever a team the NFL wouldn't rig shit for, it'd be the Raiders. <laughs> because Al Davis, uh, back in the day, had such fucking cool, like, collisions with I mean, the NFL. But, and they've held it against them ever since.
1: But it's not Al Davis anymore. He's dead. No,
0: but they still have held shit against the Raiders since. It's like they haven't forgotten it. It's they're, fucked
1: up. They're an easy scapegoat. Yeah. But now that they moved to Vegas, they're a new team. Kind of. New year, new me.
0: New year, new me. A bunch of players going to prison. (laughs) Oh, yeah. They need to do a lot better. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Um, Trying to think of a way to do this without saying shit that drives me nuts that I say all the time. Nuts. You know what? Fuck it. Send the news. We send the news. And we're going to start off going
0: Big Willie style. Big Willie. Well, first, let's, let's go over the winners. Overall, uh, the Oscars, fair. and then transition to that. <laughs> that's um, fair. Speaking of which, I got to pull them up because I uh, don't remember all of them.
1: I, I didn't look at them at all, actually.
0: I know some of them. I know one of them.
1: Yeah, I think <laughs> <There's> everyone <laughs> does.
0: Um,
1: I don't even know who won that. Uh, what, what was it? The documentary one.
0: I don't, even, I don't think anyone does. <laughs> okay, so we'll start off with the the, the biggest award of the night. Uh, best picture. Uh, the winner was Coda. Which was yeah, I'm sure you maybe may might have seen the trailer. Uh so this daughter, her parents are deaf and she like sings and stuff, and it's basically about
1: Is does Coda stand for child of deaf adults?
0: I don't know. I never even thought of that. <laughs> it was just the yeah. first But but yeah, anyway, Coda won Best Picture. Um Best Actor. Obviously. Yeah. Uh Wild Wild West. Um <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, whoa, wuss! I
1: fucking, I love that movie when I was a kid. I, I don't know why. I, don't I can't remember watch it now. Of it. The oh. only, the only thing I really remember, I remember the beginning scene where they're in like a saloon and the one dude's dressed up as a chick, oh, which yeah. wouldn't go over well now.
0: Yeah. That's um, that steampunk shit in yeah. that movie.
1: <laughs> and then the uh, <laughs> the giant robot uh, spider yes. that carried over from Superman Lives.
0: Yes. yeah.
1: Yes. The Thanagarian
0: snare beast. Sad days. Uh, Best Actress, which is what I was pissed about. Really, Jessica Chastain won for The Eyes of Tammy Faye. Who did you want to win? Kristen Stewart for Spencer.
1: Yeah, not, I can see that.
0: So I'm like, yeah. And then Best Original Song, Billy Eyelash, No Time to Die, James Bond.
1: And it wasn't even like that great. I never received even heard as a it. movie.
0: Oh yeah, I didn't hear a whole lot of people talk about it. Yeah. kind of. I
1: heard that the ending is pr It's shitty.
0: Anna De Armas is in it, so.
1: He's like, I don't give a (laughs) fuck. I'm watching for a different reason.
0: Uh, Best animated feature, Encanto.
1: I can completely understand that. My kids go fucking, especially Thomas goes gaga over that movie. It's crazy. It's catchy as shit, too.
0: Right, that's what I've heard. uh, uh,
1: Lin-Manuel Miranda is fucking nuts.
0: He didn't win best original song. If he did, because Billy Eilish won it, Um, if he did win that, he would have had an EGOT. Uh,
1: He didn't get any Oscars for Frozen?
0: No. Damn.
1: So, yeah, I think so, it's only a matter of time for him to get EGOT. Yeah, so EGOT is obviously so it's Tony's, Oscars, Grammy, and Emmy. Emmy. Okay.
0: Yeah, he just needs the Oscar.
1: I don't know why I did that backwards. It's because I couldn't think of the E, so I was like, I'm gonna go with what I know.
0: You're gonna go to does Chance the Rapper have an EGOT? I don't care. I'm just asking. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know you used
0: to be into him. Um, I don't know honestly. I don't think so. What the fuck was he in a play? <laughs> Well,
1: because he has a song where he talks about getting an EGOT.
0: In his dreams? (laughs) Probably. I don't know. I'll look it up in a minute. He's in a lot of shit. Who knows? Uh, Best director Jane Campion for The Power of the Dog. The movie Sam Elliott despises. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Which is surprising. I'm surprised Denis Villeneuve didn't win, or he wasn't even nominated for Dune. Dune. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he wasn't even nominated. I think it's
1: just too commercial. Like it maybe it, it's one of those, it films, won like seven other awards though. Like it was very artfully directed Yeah. From, from what I've seen. I haven't watched it. Um, but what I've heard is like, it's very artfully directed. So it's kind of fascinating that it wasn't put out for stuff like that. But mm-hmm. I think it was more, it was almost, it was like too commercially pushed to where it almost didn't feel like it was going for like that kind of vibe at times from the marketing. Okay. I think that might be what hurt it. It's the other thing that might have hurt it is not quite as many people probably even watched it because of the HBO Max shit.
0: Right. So, And I think other than that, though, it did win like a shit ton of other ones, which we'll Dude get did. to in a second. Yeah. Look. Uh, international feature film goes to Drive My Car from Japan, which I heard a lot of good things about that one. I haven't seen it yet. Okay. Uh, but it was also nominated for Best Picture. Oh, wow. Uh, Best Supporting Actress, Ariana Debeau, who uh who is – she was in West Side Story she is it. the first latina actress to win best supporting actress since i think her name is rita moreno the in, who was in the original west side story and that was 60 years oh, ago
1: really 60 years that is wild
0: yeah and she's they playing the same part which is kind of cool
1: huh that is interesting
0: best supporting actor troy Kotsur, who was in coda he played the dad in that movie okay. i don't know if he's actually deaf in real life that'd be interesting
1: well see and it's almost weird because like I know that acting is supposed to be a thing of like acting, yeah. But now you get in trouble if you're playing a deaf person and you're not deaf. Like I get creating roles for people, but when you start slapping people's hands because they were just so good at doing something that yeah. you were like, "Oh, I'm gonna put them in this role," yeah. And then you get the backlash for that. That kind of sucks. Yeah, which happens a lot. I mean, Peter Dinklage. <laughs> Peter so.
0: Dinklage. Um, I remember it was like a couple years ago. So Scarlett Johansson was supposed to was supposed to play a trans person. In a I movie? remember that, and that got nixed. Mm-hmm. I mean, that I can understand. A little there's bit. There's plenty of trans actors that you can give. I don't know. Yeah, that's the conversation yeah. for another day.
1: It's movie. it's definitely a loaded
0: topic. Yeah. Uh, best original screenplay, Belfast. Kenneth Branagh. Really? That's his first Oscar win, I believe.
1: That's wild. Because yeah. for a while he stopped acting. Yeah. He was the president of Ireland.
0: He's the president of Ireland, and he directed Thor, the first one, right? Yes, he did. I thought he second one. second one was a, a woman directed that one. It
1: was going to be a woman, and then they switched directors because it was supposed to be Patty Jenkins. Let's look that up.
0: Let's look it up, huh? I'm trying to remember who it was. It might have been a, a British guy who directed the second one.
1: I can't remember. Was it Kenneth Branagh? Yeah, Kenneth Branagh
0: directed the first one.
1: Okay, so who directed the second
0: one? Uh, the second one was directed by um m I m i could have sworn it was a dude m m alan taylor so it was a dude okay. don't even know who that is
1: i think we actually looked it up on this podcast before
0: <laughs> oh i'm sure we did but <laughs> yeah uh best adaptive screenplay went to coda so that's three for them okay so far uh skips the bed visual effects dune okay that was over sense. spider-man
1: I, 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 still I think it. it's fair because
0: Dune is more practical looking, yeah. and Spider Man is what it is. Yeah, I agree. Original score, Hans Zimmer finally won one for best uh, for Dune, which is surprising. He hasn't won before.
1: That is actually very surprising, yeah. especially with all the Nolan shit he's done.
0: Yeah, fucking even Man of Steel. Yeah. Um. Damn. Uh. Let's get to another big cinematography. Greg Frazier for Dune. And okay. Greg Fraser was the DP, uh, the cinematographer on the Batman oh yeah so you can get do you,
1: you think the batman gets any love next year i
0: think so or it, is it too early i think it's definitely in the conversation right now okay uh for best film cinematography i don't know about robert pattinson um i, I think, think there he's was gonna quite, get quite on that yeah i well, think I, he did a lot of like physical acting yeah in the face yeah and then he had that monologue in the hospital yeah, uh, I think Paul Dano should be in the conversation for supporting an actor.
1: See, a l- I've heard a lot of hate for that prison scene. I like it. I like it too. Me and you are different though. We actually like. I, I won't say oh we're artsy or whatever the fuck. It's a twenty four. It's definitely the a twenty four shit, and it's the fact that we also had a predisposition to like him due to other films we have seen him in. Yeah. So maybe we're a little bit more forgiving on certain. Like more shit. biased.
0: Yeah, in a way. Yeah. Clits.
1: Yeah, <laughs> where if it were another actor, we probably would have been a little harsher.
0: I think so. Yeah. I think so. Because yeah, I when mean,
1: you- I mean, it's nowhere near what like fucking dickhead did with the Joker. uh Jared Leto.
0: Oh so no! It,
1: it's I. I can. No matter what, no one can tell me that it's worse than that. Because it never
0: is. F- is almost over the top. That. He- As he went, it never felt like he was in a different movie. Yes, I agree. Yeah, he because he easily could have if he went just a tiny bit more over the top than he did, it would have. He
1: he was definitely living in the world he was acting in. Yeah, you could definitely see, like, you could feel like if you really put yourself in his shoes and you pay attention to his acting, you can feel his like whole fucking mind just crumbling because yeah, ah, fuck, yep. So, I mean, I definitely get it, but I have heard a lot of complaints about that scene in particular. And I'm mm-hmm. like,
0: well, then go to hell. I agree. Um, let's move on to, yeah, Dune won a bunch of technical stuff. Sound, production design, film editing. Damn. Uh, Cruella won costume design.
1: <sighs> I guess I can see yeah. that. I still haven't watched it, though.
0: And that's pretty much it. All right. That's so, the short end of it.
1: Uh, what was the uh, <laughs> documentary winner? That's the one we, I think we should
0: know. Oh well, let me go back and look because I kind of skipped over it. Homeboy handled that like a G. Yes, he did. Uh, that was best live action documentary, right? I believe so. Uh, so it was best best documentary feature, Summer of Soul. Okay, so
1: now that we have gone over the Oscars, do, are there other than the Spencer
0: one? Are there any snubs that you feel were blatant? I don't have a snub because I didn't see a whole lot of them. Yeah. Uh, the snub I've been hearing people say was that uh, Denny Villeneuve didn't even get nominated for best director.
1: That's that the main one surprising. I've been hearing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, especially because like the last time he directed a film that I heard about, it took the majority of the awards for the night. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I don't know. It it is definitely wild. Like especially with the love that that film was getting when it came out, mm-hmm. like just critically. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, I I don't know if there's... I I didn't watch enough of it either. I didn't watch the actual thing, like the actual Oscars. And getting a text from you at like 11 o'clock at night blew my fucking mind. (laughs) I was not prepared for it. I was sitting there just... I was watching... I think it was while I was still watching Bel Air, actually. Like, moments after crying. And Damn, that's ironic. I know. I was like, what the fuck, dude? Like, it was just... It tripped me out. And seeing the the smack heard around the world... Yeah. Dude, the last person in the world I ever expected to do something like that.
0: Yep. Yeah, so why don't you tell us what happened, and then I'll give my take, and you give your take.
1: All right. So, um... Normal thing that a lot of presenters do. Chris Rock is up on stage, and he is a comedian. It is in his wheelhouse to make jokes about people. I mean, that's what you hire him for. So he starts off uh, joking with Denzel. Then he moves over to Javier Bardem and his wife. I can't remember her Penelope Cruz. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he's basically saying, like, Javier Bardem is thinking that if his wife doesn't win, that he definitely can't win because then his wife will be pissed basically yeah he's like so javier bardem is praying hoping and praying right now that will smith wins so he doesn't get shit when he gets home yeah and then he turned his attention to jada pinkett smith and literally real quick real light joke very simple in my opinion not at all really disrespectful just like bringing light to the fact that she's bald he says can't wait to see gi jane 2 to jada and will smith starts fucking cracking up he looks like he's actually like belly laughing like it's fucking hilarious yeah he looks over and he sees the uh look that his wife has on her face yeah and you hear chris rock talking because the camera's not on will smith anymore and he's just like oh oh shit (laughs) like basically and
0: and I don't know what he was expecting. Maybe he thought Will Smith was going to play on it or say yeah, something into the microphone or do what something. I yeah, I
1: was like, I if I didn't read the subtitle, I would have no fucking clue what was going on. Yeah, like it blew my mind that he literally just walked up to him, cocked back, and fucking swung a slap that looked like. It looked fucking rough.
0: And you heard it. Yeah. And people are saying it was staged. I'm like, you I, can't stage I, that. Yeah,
1: <laughs> It did look like uh, Chris Rock knew how to take a punch, but I think it's from acting, learning how to act. You learn how to roll with a punch instead of rolling into it. You roll away so you get less impact, and that's how yeah. people avoid getting knocked out in boxing, too, a lot of the yeah. time. Um, so he hit him fucking hard, and you could just see the stun on his face where he just sat there fucking dumbfounded, and he's like, uh, Will Smith just slapped the <laughs> shit out of me. Yeah. like literally verbatim said, Will Smith just slapped the shit out of me. He's like, well, what w- what was his exact phrasing? Basically saying, uh, I don't know exactly
0: what he said. The most that.
1: exciting night in television. Or that something. was
0: after Will Smith started yelling at him. So uh, Chris Rock said, uh-huh. Will Smith smacks out to me, and then before he went to say something next, then you hear Will Smith in the background.
1: He's <laughs> keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. Like twice in a row. He said
0: it. So he said it once, and then Chris Rock is like, it was a G.I. Jane joke. Like, yeah. trying to say it was just a joke. And then Will Smith said it even fucking louder. Yeah.
1: He said, okay, I will. Yeah. Fine. Uh, if you see Lupita neongo's uh, face, just go,
0: oh, my yeah. fuck. And then Chris Rock's, like, face after Will Smith said it the second time, it's, like, so awkward because like, yeah. he's like, what the fuck? Well, it- it's like, what do you do?
1: <laughs> it's, it's just, like... So, in my opinion, I thought it was the most shocking thing I could have seen because of the fact that he has put on this persona since The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air of, like, non-violence. Like, the whole point of the show is basically, like, handling shit like a man or professionally and not losing your cool.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I mean, the show literally starts because his character loses his cool and has to move to fucking Bel-Air. Yeah. And... Throughout his career, like even his rap career, never cursed. None of that. I mean, obviously you have the fucking famous Eminem line. Will Smith doesn't got to cuss in his raps to sell records, Well, I do. So yeah. Um. So it's like you paint this picture of like this dude who has his shit together in your head over the course of almost thirty years. Mm-hmm. Just about thirty years now. We're not far off from it, and. He's so like squeaky clean in everything he does, men in black, even the dark movies he does, like he's the sole shining light out of it. Yeah. He can't even play a bad guy right in fucking suicide squad, right. Like this is a person that's like solely unbelievable as a dickhead most of the time,
0: yeah, and that's that's gonna be part of my take as to why.
1: yeah, and so like seeing him just go on stage to quote unquote, defend his wife's honor. Like, especially after all the shit she's publicly put him through. I, I, I So I definitely have the opinion that Will Smith was 100% in the wrong. Should Chris Rock have m- maybe done a little bit more research before he said something? If he didn't know about the alopecia thing, maybe. But he's a comedian. They're always taught and encouraged to, well, until recently... ...push boundaries and make shit as close to the border of safe as possible. Yeah. So I don't really hold him quite at fault because, like, dude, he could have fucking said that to anybody. If he would have said that 20 years ago to Sinead O'Connor, do you think anybody would have fucking threw up arms? Yeah. Like, it's just... And I don't know. I, I, I have seen a few things on Facebook going... Facebook and Twitter going both ways... Praising him and demeaning him for it. I personally definitely think obviously legality wise, if Chris rock wanted to press charges, it shows how in the wrong Will Smith definitely was to put his hands on another person. But Chris rock handled that shit like a G went right back into his monologue as flustered as he was. Cause you could tell cause he like stumbled on some words, but he went right through it and just, handled business like a pro went back and everything was fine yeah and later in the night seeing will smith accept the uh uh, best actor award (sighs) i haven't seen the movie i'm not gonna say he doesn't deserve it but it almost taints the win Mm -hmm. because that's he's not gonna be remembered for the win that night he's gonna be remembered for something completely different it kind of taints a lot of shit yeah especially the legacy of that film Mm -hmm. so
0: i don't know what are your thoughts here's my thoughts i'm gonna give you my thoughts um so uh earlier today i kind of put something on facebook and i'll kind of repeat a little bit of it and then go deeper because i didn't want to write like a whole book on fucking facebook um but essentially my point was um my main thing well one of the main things is I also saw on Twitter and Facebook people either taking one side or the other, yeah. saying, Will Smith isn't right, and Chris Rock was wrong, yada, yada. I think, in reality, I think it's kind of a situation where you could say both are wrong in a way. And that really depends on if you see the joke as offensive or not. Yeah. Um. So, assuming that Chris Rock knew she had alopecia, I'd say the joke, while it being tame, compa- uh, like especially for Chris Rock standards, oh, yeah. um, could be viewed a little tasteless if he did know that she yeah. had alopecia. And if you're looking at it that way, then yeah, he, he's a little wrong for yeah. punching below instead of punching oh,
1: yeah. up. Well, and especially if you, if you don't experience or don't know someone who has experienced something like that, you don't know how harmful it can be to their mental health.
0: Yeah. So, with that being said, if you're viewing it in the lens of that joke, or he knew she had alopecia, so the joke's offensive, he could be wrong in that sense, but that still doesn't justify the way Will Smith handled it. Um, you don't assault another man on national TV in front of all your peers, in front of the million people watching, in front of Chris Rock's family, yeah. uh, who I'm guessing watched it. Um but so yeah, in that sense uh, you could say both are in the wrong. I don't think it's like a black or white issue. I think there's a lot of oh, shit yeah. going on there. And um with that being said, I think this is very like uncharacteristic of Will Smith, especially from like interviews I've heard of other actors talk about Will Smith mm-hmm. and saying he's like a really good guy. Yeah. Um I think everyone in normal life has like an asshole moment mm-hmm. where they're but it doesn't mean like they're an asshole. Yeah. So I think this was like his moment, but it's just like way more extreme because there's more eyes on it and it's on like a big stage like that. Yeah. Um and uh yeah what I also said on Facebook was I think this goes way deeper than just that. Um I think this is uncharacteristic of him because He's been going through so much shit, like as far as his marriage to Jada Pinkett Smith and how toxic that is, and how people made a joke out of him when all like the entanglement August. shit came up and stuff. Um, I don't think anyone took his side seriously. Um, so I mean, when I- you have all that like pent up anger and all that pent up sadness and emotion that he had, um, I feel like it finally just like that like moment kind of just. Triggered him yeah. to where he reacted like that. Oh yeah, and he. I don't think he's necessarily mad at Chris Rock. I think Chris Rock was just the at the wrong end of the fucking wrong place. Wrong. Yeah. Thing. Right. Yeah. yeah.
1: I definitely agree. Um, I mean, me and you, literally, you can rewind, go back to a podcast, maybe a first quarter of last year, second quarter of last year. Yeah. Um, where we talked about this very subject with this couple. Where, uh, we both said, if you watch the interview, he looks broken. Yeah. Like, uh, if you go back and watch when she basically comes out to the world saying that she had a entanglement, uh, with August L. L. Yeah. Uh, you can definitely see how much it killed him. Like, as a man watching another man go through shit, that was hard. Yeah. Um. Especially, like, someone – like, if – you mean, everybody knows how it is to be with somebody for the most part and, like, love someone so, like, unconditionally, you would do almost anything for them. And, like, putting yourself in that person's shoes and imagining it it as your significant other, it would be fucking devastating. Yeah. So you can imagine the kind of pressure that you would be put under, especially if you've done everything you have, if you're him – to stay with her and publicly like praise her and like worship her over all these years. And it finally comes to that. And then you're still supporting her and being with her and staying with her, but you're being belittled by your fellow men because of that or people who, I I don't I think that'd probably be the right way to put it. Just your fellow men. I'm trying to be PC, but it, it's hard. Um, it's going to tear a person down. Yeah it's gonna make it hard for them to like walk around with a smile i mean i'm who's to say this isn't the first time he's had an incident but like even as a person like i have the opinion that a stuff shouldn't be handled in public like that
0: yeah and that's one thing celebrities do especially that for some reason like they decided to do that interview like in in a public setting yeah i'm like that's only that shit only fucking celebrities do yeah which is why like another point i I try to make is like there's like that's why there's like a a disconnect between the celebrity lifestyle and like everyday normal people oh yeah it's like these two worlds don't mesh oh yeah
1: not only that but like and i'm not saying that celebrities don't have nerves yeah uh but like there's something special that a lot of these like big time people have or i I guess technically should say almost don't have is like a not not a filter but like a level of nervousness that like a normal quote unquote normal person doesn't get where they're so used to being able to just spout shit out of their mouths and like public eating it up. Like it's gospel. Yeah. That they're not always concerned with holding back. Yeah. And you're more, it's more easy to draw shit that could be embarrassing, harmful or whatever to their career out of a person when they're on that big of a stage. Yeah. Um, could I, I do think that this was like purely coincidence, wrong place, wrong time for Chris Rock. Mm-hmm. I don't think, he, just based off of like the stuff I have heard about him or have watched about him, stuff like that, I don't think he did this maliciously. If he did, I mean, it's shitty. Yeah. But as an adult, we should all be able to take... responsibility for our own actions and not fly off the handle and show the upcoming youth that that's okay or even the current adulthood that that's okay because for some reason people latch on to celebrities and will emulate what they see and it can you have a very large responsibility if you do have that kind of platform.
0: Yeah, and that's where I—that's what I mean by the disconnect between celebrity fucking lifestyle and like everyday normal people because normal, pe- normal people see that but what they don't see is that as a non-celebrity, you're not going to get away with stuff like that okay. like he did. Like Will Smith was a big name. He was going to win Oscar that night so the Oscars, you know, there's a different like perspective in that way. Um, whereas if... We were at some type of like works award ceremony or some shit like that. And we go up and we slap one of the co workers. Yeah. You're going to get fucking taken out of there. You might get arrested, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. You're not going to get away, Scott, for you, like well, Smith did. And that's one of the fucked up things about it is that he did that. He assaulted somebody. He went back and sat down in his seat and still got an Oscar, got a standing ovation. And in his speech, he was talking about like love and all this other shit. Mm-hmm. And it's just like it's it sets like a bad example and it can lead to like people doing that like replicating that or do something worse
1: oh yeah well especially if you don't see any repercussions it's gonna be like oh well i can do that shit yeah too.
0: it's yeah, but then the, they don't realize that that's not what's gonna work yeah do it
1: i mean but that's the way the world works a lot yeah you see celebrities constantly getting duis or accidentally killing people like i'm not gonna spout out names or nothing there's plenty of examples to go back. Cuz I'm sure like the f- the first person that a lot of people's minds will go to is like Caitlyn Jenner when she killed that person yeah. in that car accident. But it goes back way further than that. Matthew Broderick driving in Ireland with a girl he was dating and killed two people cuz he was oh, driving like an asshole. He
0: was uh dating um Jennifer Grey at the time. Yes. And she got com- like really messed up yeah. from that accident. And
1: that was right after Ferris Bueller. Yeah. And it fucked his career. Like, Mm -hmm. I was amazed that he ever got to do Inspector Gadget. Like, that's insane. Like, the fact that he's actually allowed to continue acting now is kind of a miracle. Like, the fact that it didn't, like, long... And nobody... Like, you ask a regular, everyday person who's not, like, obsessed with movie trivia or all this other shit, no one knows. Yeah. It's something that, like, unless you were alive at the time and watched the news or you've heard it on a fucking YouTube channel, you're not going to figure it out. Yeah. So it's very common that these things, especially with celebrities get brushed under the rug because a money gets involved or public eye people just go lighter on people who are famous. It seems. Yeah. So, I mean, that definitely could be harmful to society as a whole. If stuff like this keeps going, I mean like, it's happened multiple times over the years, like in much smaller doses. And like the Kanye and Taylor Swift thing wasn't like physically assault or anything. And like, at least we were all able to move past that. But like everyone thought he was a fucking psycho when that happened. Yeah. Like that was the one time I think most of the internet agreed on something of him just like going out of his way. Whereas like, this is, it, it is amazing to me how divided people are on the way they look at it
0: yeah and as far as the kanye thing like that like i've been saying this for a long time too that guy needs like a lot of help yeah um and that's another thing about like men's mental health that i don't think people take serious because especially with this will smith thing when you have like issues like that that go unchecked for so long and you try to internalize it you think it's okay but something like this can just happen like that yeah so one little thing could trigger you and then shit just goes off the rails
1: yes and and i agree and i really am trying to say this without it sounding political at all uh there are a lot of movements that a lot of people are championing and everyone has something different that they want to promote and try to fix it does fascinate me however how certain movements almost feel like they actively work against others like Feminism largely, uh, or at least extreme feminism. I think there's a healthy in between and middle ground for a lot of things. Um, but the caricature of it is, it it regularly says like, ignore the way that like men's mental health is and only focus on like this subsect of a country or the world or whatever. it's something that if, if we're going to preach like love and caring for everybody, we need to do it all the way around. We can't expect dudes to be strong while we take care of everybody, everybody else first, and then come back and take care of ourselves 30 years down the line when it's too late and we don't have the time. Yeah. Uh, it's something that I think everybody in the world, man, woman, uh, however you want to identify, whether it's, Another gender, another race, whatever, everybody. The world is a lot more complicated than we can go into. But we all need to work together as like one instead of trying to divide and create more issues. I'm all about like, hey, let's all like gay marriage, everything cool, let's do it. But we can't ignore something because we're championing something else. We all should work together to make sure everyone's okay. But men are largely ignored a lot of the time. Yeah. So it would be nice to definitely see (sighs) something positive come out of this, as hard as it actually seems. I think that if it's handled the right way, like this could be a great PSA for handling all mental health, not just men's mental health, but like all mental health seriously. And like watching someone that a lot of people grew up with as a huge role model Like, I still, while I have gotten tired of some of his acting, like, his old stuff, like, Fresh Prince, like, I can go back and watch the sitcom over and over again. Because, like, it holds a special place in my heart. I watched it, like, religiously as a child. So, it almost, it's like watching a member of your family break down in a situation like that. So, yeah, I guess all I'll say is, while I don't think that he was in the right by any means... And I don't necessarily think Chris Rock was 100% in the wrong. I just hope that he finds the time to, like, finally take care of himself and take this seriously. And I honestly wish that this shit would go away so, like, it wasn't all that was focused on. Because I'm sure he is probably in his head right now and can't probably stop scrolling on the fucking socials. Because he is fairly... Active On a lot of social media stuff yeah. So if he's not able to Stay away from The comments and the toxicity Of like just the internet as it is It could be very bad
0: Yeah So um, I have a couple like closing pieces uh, My first big one is like, Even though there are like Memes and shit going around Like at it's core like this isn't Like a funny situation at no. all
1: And don't get and- me wrong like if you have a group of friends you can joke with stuff about, it's one thing, yeah, but blasting it all over the place is yeah. kind of gross.
0: Um, and I don't think anything will change until people start viewing it as not funny, and that's actually, like, deeper than that. And um, as far as Will Smith goes, um, and this kind of relates to people uh, trying to justify him. Um, like, this that's another reason we won't move past this is because people are justifying. It. Yeah. Um, cause it doesn't matter like what the joke was or whatever. Like it, it doesn't justify what he did. And, um, I don't know. I just don't, I, th- I think until people see it that way, shit like this is going to continue to happen. And, toxic relationships are gonna be are not gonna be looked into because people are going to expect a certain standard when it comes to this and i'm already seeing it with a bunch of women that are like championing this like this is how you defend your women woman or whatever and i don't think he was defending her because when you say you're defending somebody that implies like that person is like an actual danger yeah like that—that that you defend that way, but when it comes to like a joke, you're not defending. You just you're acting out of like anger and immaturity at that point. Yeah,
1: and regardless of whether it's like a man and a woman or a woman and a woman or a man and a man, yeah, it puts a lot of pressure on the other spouse in any situation in any relationship. Puts a lot of pressure on like okay if I don't fucking stand up for. The person, I'm with now, does it make me look like an asshole?
0: Yeah, and there's different ways of standing up. Like, yeah. standing up doesn't mean you go and fucking assault a guy for like making a joke or calling a name or calling your wife a name or whatever. Like, if, if there's actual physical altercation, then yeah, but yeah, you don't. The first thing should not be to resort to violence because it, it makes you weak. It's weak at the end of the day. Yeah,
1: no, I, I, I do agree, 100%. especially in this situation. Oh, yeah. Um, I really wish there was, like, a happy way to lead off of this. Because it's it's uh, it's scary. Yeah. Uh, and the, uh, what I was going to say is, do you think we as a society will ever get to a point where this type of stuff will not be an issue? Where you don't have to worry about that. And before you answer, the only thing that worries me, or not the only thing, one of many things that worries me that that couldn't ever come is... <laughs> Watching men and women obsess over serial killers and stuff in sexual nature. Like you see it happen all the time where like, these serial killers get married in prison. Oh, yeah, yeah. like it happens all the time. I can't think of a serial killer that a serial killer that like didn't have that kind of relationship in prison. And yeah. most of the time it's some people are doing it to get rights to her stories and stuff like that, but like uh Richard Ramirez married his wife while she, while he was in prison serving did he get sentenced to death or did he just get life I don't remember I didn't watch the documentary. I don't remember <laughs> I
0: gotta watch the end but she was like legit like in a relationship to be in a relationship yeah. with him.
1: where that like that's the thing that like scares me is like if you already have people touting the oh this is how you stand up for your woman type of stuff or significant other whatever and you have those other people who i mean look at charles manson i mean i don't know a whole lot of people who ever said oh he's a good looking dude yeah but still like that presence like demanded something to where he had pen pals and women trying to marry him while he was in prison till he died yeah so it's just kind of crazy
0: yeah and i don't i don't unfortunately the stuff like this is going to happen until people start seeing things for what they are. Yeah. Um, as far as like toxic relationships, um, mental health, um, and stuff like this. Like if people don't start to like deconstruct these things and understand that there's a root for all this stuff, like it's just going to continue to happen. And it's also going to continue to happen when people just pick sides on everything. Oh Yeah. Um, so no one can know. stay quiet. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, I I mean that we can keep going on this forever and I don't know if that's the right thing to do. Uh, so I think to close it off, the main point that I think I want people to take away from this is take care of yourself. Take care of the people you love. Don't be a dick about it. If you're having a hard time, I, I get it. Try not to lash out, take care of yourself. And if you need to go to a therapist. Like I'm not saying you need to go on medication. Just take care of yourself. It's, it's very important. It's a lot more important than people realize. I mean, I've lost people to suicide and it's one of the, it's one of the hardest things I've ever been through and it's rough watching anybody else go through it. And if you let it go unchecked long enough, it's terrifying how something like that can break someone down.
0: Yeah. And, uh, my last thing is be aware of like your situation and be aware of who you're close with and realize when a situation is bad and realize that you can get out of said situation before it ever leads to anything bad. Yeah. No, I definitely agree.
1: Yeah. Um, This is one time I will, just because I can't think of another way to say it, with that being said. With that being said, (laughs) some lighter stuff.
0: Oh okay, I was reading the last part. And I was like,
1: <laughs> "No, I'm not actually going to do that." Okay, um, <laughs> um, there was something that happened this week that was actually exciting, and a lot yeah. more in our wheelhouse.
0: Yeah, it was something you that li- we knew was coming. You, li- oh, yeah, this was something that really was, happened.
1: Yeah, this was teased in an interview immediately after the Batman came out. Yeah. and because I introduced the last one, this one's all yours, sir.
0: Okay, uh, so. Uh, It appears that Matt Reeves came through, on his word, of releasing a deleted scene from the Batman, in which we get a pretty much, I wouldn't say full look, but a pretty good look at the Joker. Yeah,
1: It's blurred.
0: Yeah, it's blurred, but this was the scene that Matt Reeves had initially planned to put in the movie and decided to take it out last minute. Um, This is basically a scene where Batman goes to the Joker to try to get some intel on the Riddler and try to figure out you know how he's going to handle this case that we see in the
1: movie excuse me um so without because i know me and you have a habit of doing this and we've already done it outside of the podcast taking it out of the context of the film yes what did you think of the scene
0: uh i thought the scene was well directed like the rest of the movie um, as far as what's going on in the scene, um, see, it's hard to talk about it without thinking of it in the context of the movie. And, 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 and
1: I do get that 100. It, I think personally, I think it felt like a huge homage to Silence of the Lambs.
0: Oh, definitely, yeah, it, yeah.
1: It's very much Clarice Tompkins or uh, Starling, whatever the fuck, uh, talking to, uh, Hannibal Lecter to. Get insight into another serial killer. Yeah. Uh, this one is him, Batman talking to Joker about trying to figure out how to get or figure out who the Riddler is, basically. Yeah. Um, in context of the film, it can be seen as cheap. I don't personally think it really is. I, uh, me and you have had the uh, talk about Well, if he felt he shouldn't put one and he shouldn't have put both in and I agree with that. But at the same time, I'm still okay with it Mm -hmm. Uh, being the film being the way it is what I have enjoyed it with this this extra scene in it as well. Yes, probably just as much. I don't think it would have impacted it the way I was really worried they were going to do the Joker was overexpose him and over rely on him in the storytelling of the film. Using him for two scenes. The second one, honestly, more relying on the first one being in the film to make it make more sense is the only reason I would have wanted that scene in. Otherwise, you could do without both of them.
0: Yeah, and that was my, my main thing about the scene that was in the movie. Um, it doesn't take anything away from the movie itself. It doesn't make me like, like the movie any less. Yeah, It's just something that kind of fell out of place. And I think if he would have added this scene in the movie towards the beginning or middle or whatever, um, it would have made that scene not as jarring. Yeah. Um, but as far as this scene itself, I like the interaction between Batman and Joker. Yeah. Um, it kind of reminds me of like the Killing Joke and shit like that of uh, like the yeah integration kind of thing. But um, I can see that. The thing I didn't like is if we're talking about this scene in the context of the movie, Batman was going to spend this whole movie or a good majority of it trying to figure out who the Riddler was and why he's doing all this mm-hmm. stuff. And the Joker kind of figures it out within like three seconds. And he lets Batman know all this intel and shit like that.
1: See, and and I do agree with it does cheapen a couple things. Yeah. Like, like those specifically. Mm. Um, But I also think, A, it strengthens... The why that Joker even talks to the Riddler in the j- jail at the end of the film. It explains his interest in actually talking to him. It makes it to where you're like, okay, like he already knows enough about him. Like he knows exactly who he's talking to.
0: Yeah, if we're talking about just like Joker's relationship to the Riddler, I can see that. Yeah.
1: I, I think those scenes work off of each other very well. The, I think the biggest issue I have is if this scene were in the film, where in the film would it actually go? I mean, I get that you um, said it would be towards the
0: beginning or maybe the middle. I think it would have been right after the commissioner dies. Because um, I think, I even think that's the picture that the Joker looks at uh, when he gives him the file.
1: See, and here's my other issue with it, okay? Um, because up until the point where they capture the Riddler most of the police force is still largely against Batman having anything to do with talking to prisoners or anything. How would he have gained access to the Joker if most of GCPD was still against him?
0: Probably with the help of Gordon, I'm sure they would have added something like that. I'm sure,
1: but if he's on camera, it's like, "Mm, come on. Yeah. So it's one of those situations where like, yes, you could make that, I don't know if I call it like a bleep, but like, well, I mean, to it's, make
0: that connection, it's like the same deal with why didn't the police unmask Batman when after he got blown up? <laughs> like, in, it's it's never told to you why, but you're assuming. Well, maybe Gordon told him not to take yeah. his mask off. I so wish- it's like one of those things that you're not told, but you just assume.
1: I wish they would have gone with, that's the only one time in the film where I'm like, I could have maybe like wrote this a little bit better, but Mm -hmm. not to the where, and honestly, it's just stealing from the comics. Like when people in the comics have tried to take off Batman's cowl, they get electrocuted because he has like a defense system. I think that would have worked perfect, but it also makes sense why he doesn't because of the fact that this is like a very homegrown bat suit, but you do show earlier in the film that he's essentially like not immune to electricity, but the bat suit is like insulated to where he's at less risk. Yeah. So I, I think it still could have worked, but I mean, it's just a nitpick.
0: Yeah. And there's a lot of things um, in this movie that you just have to assume shit that goes on. Yeah.
1: Which I mean, I'm fine with, I yeah. get tired of movies holding my hand when I'm watching them and like explaining every little thing that you don't see. It's like, every now and then it's nice. Like, especially if it's like a central piece of the plot. Yeah. But if it's something very small that can be explained away with like a couple of quick thoughts, I don't mind it. Right. Like I, I I mean, I'm not super, I'm not going to catch everything. I'm not like a fucking Cohen's brother film detective, like type stuff like that. Like I'm not, <laughs> I'm not able to catch like a stain on the floor when I've never seen a um, right. house before. Shit yeah. like that. So it's, I, I definitely appreciate what this film did. And I am actually torn on what I would do with that scene. But if I could, I'd just keep the film as it is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I definitely think it was a good thing that he took it out and it kind of like kinds of kind of builds up anticipation for the Arkham's home show. Oh, hundred percent. Uh, if anything if it does if this scene does anything that's what it does for me um because i do like his take so far on the joker yes and for me i know i saw a lot of people say or complain that he's just using heath ledger's voice and all this other shit i'm like i didn't get that at all there's definitely some mannerisms that he did with his mouth that are kind of like heath ledger as but, far as like the lip smacking and shit i think that's, natural that's a natural that's a natural thing though. yeah but as far as his performance itself, I didn't get Heath Ledger.
1: Yeah. Well, the, uh, the voice wasn't quite as whiny. Like, And I, I don't want it to sound like I'm saying, oh, like, like Heath Ledger's Joker sounded whiny. It's just like the tone and like the pitch that he used, it yeah. didn't match. It wasn't the
0: same. Yeah, because Heath Ledger almost has like a clown type of voice yeah. where it's high pitch, but it's kind of raspy in the yeah. same way. Where
1: it's like almost a growl, but not like. Yeah. Yeah. Where he tried going dark, whereas this one, it felt more like. I don't know if carnival esque is the right word.
0: Like, he just has a high pitched, like, New York kind of accent.
1: Yeah. It, it's definitely more accented than any version of the Joker we've gotten before, even yeah. more than Jack Nicholson's. Yeah. Like, it sounds New York. Yeah. It sounds very, like, almost Italian. Yeah. Like, and you
0: can, he sounds like a younger Joker, too.
1: Yeah. He, he definitely does. And, like, that's the thing. I'm, I, I, that's what I'm here for. I am here for world building, I am here for all that shit. I am more than happy to see a fresh take on the Joker. I loved Joaquin Phoenix's take. I loved Heath Ledger's take. I really enjoyed uh, Jack Nicholson's take back in the day. I get a kick out of Cesar Romero here and there. Yeah. I'm all for seeing new iterations of Joker because I think a lot of actors can bring something new and interesting to these roles. Yeah. Everybody except for Jared Leto.
0: Yeah, and here's the thing, too. like, As far as like the look of Joker, like i've seen people complain about it but at the same time like what else are you supposed to do at this point right like with the look yeah i'm um, like I mean,
1: you, unless you fucking cut his whole face off and do uh, uh death in death the family, the family yeah. death of the family
0: which they kind of didn't got them right
1: yeah which it's like and that's another thing like he wasn't the worst thing side note i'm extremely excited for the obi-wan show specifically because of that guy though he's gonna be in it most likely. Oh, nice. Opinionated. A lot of people, uh, a lot of rumors are swirling around that he could be showing up in the show as Calcastus from Fallen Order. Oh, well, yeah. So, it'd
0: be interesting. That'd be kind of cool.
1: Um, but, yeah, I, I definitely, I, I'm here for Barry uh, yeah iteration. He
0: definitely intrigued me to see more. Oh, yeah.
1: It was definitely unique, especially the actual, like, uh, malformation of, like, his skull and his lips and shit like that. Like his scars, basically.
0: Yeah. Like he looks like he legit fell into like acid. Yeah. Even though Matthew said he didn't, but it I it's th-
1: a congenital birth defect, but some yeah. of the scars look like it's either a, he did it himself. <laughs> it's, it's, there's three options then a, he did it himself. B Batman did it to him when they had their first clash and c multiple surgeries through growing up, trying to fix shit.
0: Yeah, and that's the interesting thing about this one is because you can tell like, like that's the that's one thing that's different uh, in this one because um, Heath Ledger he scarred his own face up yeah because he says it he, he says it and it happened different ways but he yeah. says he did it and he paints his own face yeah and Joaquin paints his own face. And, but this guy, like something actually happened to him yeah. and you don't know what it is. So that's kind of cool. Yeah.
1: I, I do enjoy that. And that was one thing. If there is any comparison to Heath Ledger, it is the fact that you never get a solid answer yeah. of what happened, but like, um, it's not even
0: addressed yeah. is and, the nice thing in this. Yeah. And who knows? Maybe they will on the show, yeah. but, I but I mean, I'd kind of like to see how he got that way.
1: Yeah. I would definitely enjoy the explanation. It's one of mm. those things where like, it's fun to theory craft, but actually knowing and have a solid answer for that would be interesting, which is nice that. Uh, Matt Reeves kind of gave us at least a foundation to build on in our heads.
0: Yeah, and you don't need to necessarily give him an origin story. No, but you can just show how he. L- yeah. I don't want to like know that. his fucking name. Yeah, I just want to know how he got like that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need. Uh... Why can't I think of it? What?
1: His name in. in Jack. Edgar? Jack Napier? Yes,
0: thank you. Or Arthur Fleck? Oh, fuck. I didn't mind that. Arthur, for I, some reason, fit him. I enjoyed reason, the movie. Him. Yeah.
1: I enjoyed the film. I don't have a need to put a name to the Joker.
0: I mean, I can see why they did it for that movie. Yeah. Because it's fine for that movie. But, like, if they would have gave, like, Heath Ledger Joker a name or some shit, I would have been upset. Because that's perfect. Unless
1: it's as corny as Joe Kerr, I don't want it. (laughs) Because they did that in the comics for a while. They were like, he, like, uh, something happened. I can't remember exactly what it was. But some event went into a place where, like, basically erased his knowledge of like the joker and he was able to like live his life as a person. And his name was Joe Kerr, like K E R R. Yeah. And it was just interesting to see. And then like all of a sudden he gets a glimpse of the Batman or the bat symbol or something. He and he gets triggered. Yeah. Know. It's fucking like, it's like that basically. Yeah. There are a lot of really good stories you can do with the joker. Mm-hmm. Some of them maybe not so realistic. Cause like the uh, white knight is a great storyline. But it has no basis in reality because at no point would we ever forgive a serial killer for killing like thousands of people and then be like, hey, let's reform him and let him run for mayor. (laughs) Like it, It wouldn't work realistically, but like those stories are fun. Yeah. Like that's the one thing that like while Joker has always been a sociopath, like there's a reason he's worked and why as sad as it is and I would love to see new supervillains get the stage for once. It's why he's so intriguing and they constantly bring him back. It's a design because it's the purple and green is automatically like it's set there to trigger something in your head where like, oh, like there's some swagger. There's some, it's the suit. It's everything about him. It's it's the way he walks, the way he talks, the laughing, the fact that he's the Joker and he never fucking tells a good joke. Like shit like that. It's all built to. Creating this legend of, like, this monster that is the antithesis of Batman. Yeah, and I thought my jokes were bad. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> what is the joke in The Killing Joke that ends the fucking thing? I forget. Let me let me look it up really fast. It's corny, too, but...
0: Batman is just, like... <laughs>
1: <laughs> <And> he starts, <laughs> like, the laugh at the end. Oh, that was a comic that did give me fucking chills at the end, just not knowing. Yeah. Um, da-da-da killing joke joke final joke maybe all right And. what uh, in the hell all right uh,
0: i can't find it find the joke
1: Uh, So here's the joke, which can be used as a metaphor between the relationship of Batman and Joker. See, there were these two guys in a lunatic asylum, and one night, one night they decided they didn't, they don't like living in an asylum anymore. They decided they're going to escape. So like, they get up onto the roof, and there, just across this narrow gap. They see the rooftops of the town, stretching away in the moonlight, stretching away to freedom. Now, the first guy, he jumps right across with no problem. But his friend, his friend dare not make the leap. You see, you see he's afraid of falling. So then the first guy has an idea. He says, hey, I have my flashlight with me. I'll shine it across the gap between the buildings. You can walk across the beam and join me. But, but the second guy just shakes his head. He says, he says, what do you think I am, crazy? You'd turn it off when I was walking halfway across. Like That's, it's not a great joke. Yeah, but like,
0: yeah, it makes Batman laugh <laughs> for like, some reason. I
1: do get it. Like it's, it's like it's a dad joke. Yeah, but I don't know. There's always been this thing where like he's always thought he was a lot funnier than he fucking is, and it's yeah. just it's always been intriguing for some reason.
0: Yeah, and why did Batman laugh? Uh,
1: well, there's a lot of arguments for that comic. There's a Batman legitimately just thought it was funny. And it was like a closing to that. And then he... There's the other version of the story where Batman starts laughing because he breaks his sanity because he's reached his edge where this man has tried to take out not only one of his best friends with Jim Gordon, but he also tortured him with photos of his daughter potentially being raped and also right after she had been paralyzed. So it was... A thing of like, he felt like his not being there for the people he saw as family and letting them be maimed and tortured was his breaking point, so he kills the Joker. It's his, it, it shows his break of sanity, and then on the panel you see a silhouette of potentially Batman's hands around Joker's throat.
0: Yeah, and then you just see like the talk bubbles saying like have the laughs and then joker stops yeah yeah
1: and i can't remember i can't i feel like i remember seeing like a panel towards the end that says like crack right around the time i have
0: it out there we'll look at it right now okay
1: um but i I vaguely want to say i remember it saying like crack or something like implying he's dead yeah but obviously the writer of the comic says that yes that's what happened and then dc says no
0: like, no, no. no Cuz no,
1: no, no, we no. use that to build to Oracle basically. Yeah. So, Oracle. And you can't get rid of Joker because that is their it's their money maker. It's their second largest money maker next to Batman. Yeah. I mean, it Joker sells more merchandise than Superman. And it's just ever like has. why
0: can't you have Joker die in one story like a one shot like like definitively he died in this standalone thing? Because they'll still bring him back through multiverse and shit. Yeah, which is fine. I mean, if you have, like, a one-off thing that is not related to anything else, then why the fuck not?
1: I'd be perfectly fine with it. I honestly think, at a certain point, I mean, a lot of our characters have aged up with us growing up. So it would be nice to actually, like, see them evolve in a way that's more than just, oh, here, let's add seven years after 80 years of comic books. Mm -hmm. Like, I love Batman. And would it, as a fan kill me to see somebody not bruce wayne in the cow just because that dynamic has always been there and been so fucking interesting it would it would definitely change things yeah but it it drives me nuts that we're so reliant on telling new stories with the same characters instead of actually letting shit evolve and letting batman batman deserves if any superhero deserves a happy ending it's Batman. Yeah. They should let him go off with Catwoman, get married, and let someone I mean, else take over. they
0: kind of gave of him a happy ending in The Dark Knight Rises. I mean,
1: yeah, but in the comics, they're still pushing the Bruce Wayne story. And they've teased him retiring with Catwoman multiple times. It feels like it's almost time for them just to do that and hand the cowl over to Dick Grayson or
0: Damian Wayne
1: or yeah. fucking anybody.
0: Yeah. It would just be...
1: It would feel like the right thing to
0: do. I won't be content until I see a Batman movie that I want to see. Like, as much as I love the Batman, there's still not, like, a Batman on screen that I'm envisioning in my head, if that makes sense. No, I can definitely see that. Yeah.
1: I'll be honest. If I were ever able to make a Batman film, I know exactly where I'd go. Where? It would be The Battle for the Cow. okay it would be robin versus nightwing versus red hood versus red robin throw in fucking everybody throw in spoiler batwoman fucking batgirl oracle like let's fucking go like we just get over this huge devastating loss of bruce wayne dying and someone needs to step up and be batman and watching the dysfunction between the Robins. And you don't even need prequel films. Just jump straight into it. Like okay. a live action battle for the cow would be okay. fucking dope.
0: See, what I would do is I'd... I mean, essentially kind of what Mad Reefs did. But I'd take multiple stories and kind of put them in all, one. I'd take aspects from a bunch of different ones. Because I have something in my head that I can't like put my finger on yet. But... It's just, you know, there, with any movie you see, like, superhero movie, there's always something you want to see that you never see. Oh, yeah,
1: 100%. I mean, me and you have already gone over that with my opinions on a lot of other superheroes. Yeah, Batman's one that, if you fuck with Batman the wrong way, people are going to be pissed. That's why, like, as much as I'd love a battle for the Cal movie, they would never kill Bruce Wayne in a film or in a comic book. So, yeah, like, not officially, like, the end. They'd have some sort of spinoff where they fucking are still doing Bruce Wayne stories,
0: which that doesn't make sense to me because, like I said, like you can make a movie that's a standalone, yeah, that has no bearing on anything else. You can bring Bruce Wayne back for a different series that has nothing to do with that movie. You could, but you saw how much people bitch that the Batman
1: wasn't connected to the DCEU. So,
0: well, those are fucking like you know Snyder fans. You see the because this uh, Justice League won something. I was it was a something? twitter poll it was an oscar wow. thing and then uh army of the dead won most popular movie or some shit like that so these snyder fans are like calling uh, the snyder cut an oscar winning movie now and all this other shit and now, now that Snyderverse snyder verse gonna be restored i'm like you need to chill the fuck out like these people are weird
1: they're almost like they need to get help too in my opinion like yeah i loved i loved the snyder cut yeah. i thought it was great You're not going to get Warner Brothers to backpedal that much.
0: Yeah. they Would I like to see a Ben Affleck Batman movie? Yes.
1: Yeah. But it's not going to fucking happen. No. I'd be happy to see Robert Pattinson and Ben Affleck have their own fucking series. Cool. Go for it.
0: I would love to see that movie, and I'll also be fine if I never get that movie, which we will never get that movie.
1: (laughs) It's sad to say, but yeah. Yeah. So,
0: but these people are, like, some of these people are legit kind of, like, freaky. (laughs) Like, with their obsession of it. Oh, yeah. I mean, like...
1: The world has been that way for a while, though. I mean, we already yeah. went over the serial killer aspect—people trying to marry people who are—but d- yeah. then you go into shit like Bjork stalker. That guy's or, fucking freaky. Yeah, stuff like that, where like people literally are. Uh, what was the girl from? And it wasn't American Idol, was it? X oh, Factor. Or,
0: Christina Grimmie.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, stuff like that. Yeah, dude. Like people obsessing with celebrities to the point where like they fucking stalk them and try to kill them. Shit like that. I mean I know a couple Was it last year or the year before There was a female wrestler in WWE uh, Sonya Deville Uh, This dude was like obsessed with her And she's a lesbian And he had been posting like a bunch of like really I don't know if homophobic's the right word But he's like obsessed with her Basically, saying like he's gonna turn her straight and shit like that, like really toxically, like gross ways of saying it. Wait, way worse That's than that. That's that toxic ma-
0: masculinity.
1: Yeah. And then broke into her house and waited for her. What the fuck? Like wild shit like that. Like, Did she fucked him up. She, luckily, she had a friend with her and they were able to escape. So that's a fucking scary situation yeah. and i mean like obviously she was missing from wwe for a while because like you have to take care of your mental health out of her after something like that yeah you could have fucking died yeah so i mean that's one of the few times where i will say hey wwe did the right thing and like actually took care of someone's like mental before just being like hey let's make some more money off of this shit <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: it's not very common that any company does that anymore
0: anyway. that's um it's a scary thought yeah um the amount of creeps that are out there. Yeah. It's
1: definitely crazy. Um, We can go all day with stuff like this. Yeah. But uh, for the viewers um, benefit, (laughs) I think it would be nice to leave with just an overall note of once again, take care of yourself, get help if you need it, get other people help or try to help people if, you think they need it and get out of bad situations yes uh don't settle for something because you think it's the only thing you can get if you're genuinely unhappy or you're genuinely being hurt by someone you're with it's not worth hurting others or hurting yourself so
0: you may think that's the end all be all when you're in it but once you get out of it it, it,
1: it, you'll be fine, 100%. So definitely uh, take care of yourself, take care of others, uh, love love thy neighbor type stuff. Love thy neighbor. And uh, if you are experiencing any hardships, there are no shortage of hotlines to call, of friends you can dial, of parents. And, I mean, it, it can look bleak at times, but keep your head up and reach out to whoever you can. And... If you are one of our friends and you're ever struggling with that, I know I speak for myself. I can't speak for Damien. I can assume, but if you ever need me or anything like that i I'm always here. Yes, so
0: a second touch.
1: This has been a very uh roller coastery uh emotionally roller coastered uh, episode of the Super Thwack podcast. My name is Anthony Stevens.
0: my name. Is
1: my name. (laughs) Damian Leyva. And if you wouldn't mind following us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. OnlyFans. TikTok. uh, And especially YouTube. Make sure to like, comment, subscribe on all those platforms. Make sure to listen to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Like, rate, subscribe. And uh, it really helps us reach out to other viewers. We really appreciate it. And we will see you guys next time. Peace.